My name is Dave Hollenbach, the host of From Embers to Excellence. My goal is to explore the many facets of leadership from the perspectives of some amazing people. In addition to leadership, I like to discuss mental health, PTSD, and overcoming adversity. If you have a favorite episode, I would love to hear about it. Message me through social media or my website, and I will share some free tools to help you achieve your goals. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review. If you haven't purchased your copy of my book, Fireproof, please grab a copy today. Thanks for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Laura Di Benedetto. She is a TEDx speaker, a number one best-selling author of The Six Habits and uh, Life Mastery Coach. She teaches how to create the, the life of our dreams without sacrificing what we love. We're going to talk about her book, The Six Habits. We're going to talk about those six habits. Uh, and really, we're going to start off the conversation like many of the other ones I've had on the show. Um, learning about her history, her, her life, what has really driven her to some really incredible accomplishments and uh and talk a little bit about her thoughts on sovereignty um it, it's this is going to be a great conversation so um thank you for listening uh laura thank you for coming on the show and having this conversation with me i've been looking forward to it thank you it's my pleasure to be here thanks for having me now you started your first business at the age of 19. Where does that come from? What, what was the experience that you had in your life up to that point that really gave you that drive? Because that's not a typical uh, action of a, of a 19-year-old. No, it's not. I had started working when I was 16 years old. And I found that I had basically, for one reason or another, hated every job I ever had. Um, and I remember being in an uncomfortable situation yet again. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna try my own thing just on the side. And the on the side became full-time. It just, you know, it grew over time, but ultimately it was so I could just be a little bit more free breathe a little easier financially and uh, have a job that I didn't hate. That's it. Pretty yeah. simple. I mean, I, I didn't have these big grandiose, grandiose goals at 19. It was basically, you know, the, the main stuff that we focus on in life is avoidance of pain. When I was, when I was reading up on you, some of the things that caught my eye uh, that seemed to point to kind of a, a, a rough childhood, um, you know, bullying, abuse, is was that in your childhood or in your adult life? Uh, well, the well, the bullying, to be honest, is still happening because uh, you know people try to bully each other now because of their political beliefs. And you know, I I like to talk about Second Amendment, and I'm very sovereignty oriented, and I'm a you know hardcore libertarian. And people, yeah, they want to bully me for that. So fine. I don't, the difference is I don't care anymore. So it's like, yeah, that's a good one block. <laughs> I don't care. But you know, when I was younger, I didn't know that and it really hurt. And so, yeah, it happened in school and it happened when I was dating and happened in my early workplaces. And 
workplaces can actually be really, really harsh environments for people, especially corporate America, lots of bullying, but with a smile. Um, and uh, a lot of the abuse that I endured, um, it was in my early adult life, it was physical, mental, spiritual, and other abuse. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was just not great. So that is no longer happening. Um, nobody abuses me. Did you grow up in, in the Boston area? I know that's where you were when you started your first business. Yes, I did. I grew up in uh, Charlton, Massachusetts. And then I spent the next 20 years in Worcester. And then I uh, moved to Hawaii. And now I live in Florida. What did your parents do when you were growing up? Well, my dad uh, is and was disabled. And my mom is his caregiver. So uh, there was not... Uh, much in the way of doing professionally beyond that and some spirited entrepreneurial endeavors on their part they could do in and around um, my dad's issues um, you know like a lot of sales and um, my mom uh, sold cosmetics and stuff like that and you know at the end of the day I admire their grit for their willingness to get out there and pay the bills and do whatever they can um, my dad was disabled when I was a year old and he was denied disability for nine years because uh, the judge thought that he was faking it because he has a very obscure disease. And um, so for nine years, he was denied payments. And for nine years, um, my parents hustled and did what they could, um, you know, despite not necessarily having the ability to do things. I mean, the, the fight for survival is really um, strong and impressive and they really impressed upon me. Um, you know, like do whatever it takes. So um, I saw that very early um, demonstrated and yeah, I think it really inspired me because like when I found that I was just hating job after job, I was like, this sucks. And it just, I was like, well, yeah, I'm just going to do my own thing. Like it didn't even occur to me that, oh, people don't do that. Or it didn't occur to me to really be afraid. I was just like, well, screw it. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, it's very um, interesting upbringing. And at 19, you start your first business and advertising firm and it was so successful you you were able to sell and, and retire at the age of 37 um which is pretty incredible you've won a lot of awards and I, i'm i'm interested to know is there like a secret sauce you know i mean was it just i mean i i feel like i know the answer uh just based on some of the things that we've talked about so far but um, for the listeners, what would your advice be? I mean, if you were guiding somebody that is just starting out in their entrepreneurial uh, career. My advice would be to make sure that you focus on what your priorities really are and make sure that you understand that money is just a, another shiny object to chase. The real measure of wealth is how much time you have and the freedom to do with it what you want. When you chase the correct prize, then you're not going to enter into the wrong game. Um, yes, I retired early, but for a long time, I was entered into the wrong game of chasing money and glory and awards and blah, blah, blah. And I got them, but I paid a very heavy price. I paid with my health. I paid with my joy. I paid with my happiness, um, my well-being, like everything. I mean, my marriage was brand new and on fire already. Come on now. Like, was it worth it? No. You know, um, 
I really wish that I had just learned that earlier. I, I could have retired earlier, actually, because I would have been filled with more joy to be able to manifest different things more easy, easier, I guess. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't have sacrificed my health. I, you know, I, the thing is you can, a lot of people get caught up in this belief that in the only way to be successful is to work more um, and to work harder. And that's not necessarily true. You need, obviously you need to work smarter. Everybody knows that, you know, abstractly, but what the hell does that mean? Well, a lot of it is Sometimes working smarter means taking the day off and giving your body a chance to rejuvenate or to prioritize your well-being, set better boundaries, prioritize on your happiness. So, you know, I wrote uh, my book, which you kindly introduced. It's called The Six Habits. And inside The Six Habits, I talk about how to do things differently, basically how not to do what I did the first time, but how to do what I am doing now, which is much more joyful. It's a lot more like frictionless. It's very like, it's fun. So I own three companies. I've got the marketing company. I've got my education company with my book and my uh, materials in there. Uh, an incredible life-changing 90-day program that everybody who's done it and done the whole 90 days has completely changed their life, myself included, which is what I actually built first. That's where the book came from. Um, and then we, um, my husband and I started a business where we sell ammunition. Now, of course, how would I be able to do any of that? Do you think I work 120 hours a week? No, I don't. Um, I put things in place. I, I put, uh, people in place. I give myself time to actually think and cogitate on things. And I say no to stuff. I've got really good, strong boundaries. I invite opportunity. I go after things that scare me. I, you know, I, I do a lot of different stuff. Um, and I use my ADHD to be ADHD to my advantage. And I, I think that more people would do well to understand that this path that, I don't know, America or whomever has sold you on go to college, get a degree, go get a 40 hour a week corporate job is the only way. It's not. In fact, actually the bill of goods they're selling you is probably one of the more harmful ones because it traps you into income that is really not that great. It gets you know, just as a young person, you get trapped into all kinds of debt that's crushing. You're chasing after dollars when it's the wrong goal. It's, I mean, the Bible warns us to be careful of false idols. Hello, these are false idols. The real gift that God has given us is, is our time to be alive on this planet. And the time is the real wealth. So if you chase the goal of how do I give myself the greatest freedom to have time and use it the way I want, your aspirations will be different. And if you work on yourself, as I suggest, and map out for you with clear instructions inside my book, um, you will actually have the courage, the willingness, the, the, the kindness, the fortitude, the stubbornness, and all the things that you need in order to build your life on your terms and do it in such a way that it feels easy and fun. And you don't burn yourself out like I did. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the inspiration um, behind your book. Uh, what, you know, you alluded to it. Um, you were in a, in a place where things weren't satisfying to you and you needed to make a change. And there were some ha habits that you identified that you needed to flip. And I was just 
wondering if you could talk a little bit about that time in your life and and really what um you know what inspired you to to write the book absolutely what inspired me to write the book was the desire to share the profound impact and change that i had experienced so you know i had started looking at basically happy people because i wasn't one of them and i was like what are you guys doing can i have some of that <laughs> But I didn't need to know what I was asking for. So I just started observing like, wow, these people are, they're different. They've got something, you know, it's that je ne sais quoi, right? They've got something different. What is it? And I wanted to define that it, right? And I figured it out and I, I took so many notes and I observed people and I looked through lots and lots of excellent um, uh, personal development material that's out there already, but also a lot of my own observations in myself, in others, in successful people, and also not successful people. What is clearly not working? Are there patterns? And yes, there are patterns. They're so simple. And it's like happy people do the same six things mentally, but without even thinking, right? So I was like, oh, okay. So these are all they're all products of the mind. They think differently, but they think differently in like six key areas and they do it consistently. And anything you do unconsciously consistently is called a habit. So I was like, oh shoot, these are mental habits. Wow. That's interesting. Why isn't anyone talking about this? So I started looking at that and I'm like, well, how long does it take to you know make a habit? I've heard 21 days. I've heard 30 days. Which one is right? Well, I went down the rabbit hole and I started looking into scientific studies that actually have proven that it takes a minimum of 66 days to build a habit. Um, that's what the brain does. And I have ADHD, so that means I wanted to hedge my bets. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to build myself a 90-day thing where I'm going to teach my brain to think like those people because I'm going to fake it till I make it. Okay. I'm going to try on those sexy habits and good feels and all the thoughts and, and see if I can make them stick. So then I don't have to think about it. And then I can actually just be that guy, you know, who's actually happy without having to try. So uh, a lot of the program is, you know, that I put myself through and that that is out there now, it's a lot of it is you got to tell the truth in advance. Like you have to live according to the six habits for 90 days when it feels weird, wrong. And it's like, you're trying to brush your teeth with the wrong hand. Like I'm a right-hander. And if I try to brush my teeth with my left hand, it feels weird. And the toothbrush doesn't go all the places. And I stab myself in the jaw and it's just awkward. But then if I did that for 90 days, by the end of it, I'd be like, all right, no more stabbing myself in the jaw. I got this. And then I'd be fully amb ambidextrous and whatever. Right. But like we can teach ourselves to do things um, and, and reframe our thinking and our, you know, automatic behaviors, but you have to put the time in to doing the thing. You can't just put 90 days into thinking about it, 90 days into wishing it or admiring someone else who's already doing it. You have to actually do it and you have to do it correctly with guidance. So that's why I built the 90 day program because, you know, I had, um, a lot of knowledge of the personal development industry. And I wanted to experiment with the right ways to instill each of these habits. And the first iteration, you know, the prototype, I had it like, surprisingly, I had five out of six, right. But then the sixth one, I was like, nope, this sucks. And then I just tried a couple other iterations. I'm like, ah, I nailed it. And uh, what was so, so awesome is it's like, I, I went from just being burnt out and crabby and 
like falling apart to like really prioritizing my well-being, feeling good, healing what was wrong in my body and healing what was wrong in my heart. My marriage started getting really good. I became like a much clearer communicator and success started becoming like really easy with, you know, all the other things that I tried to do. I mean, once upon a time, I was a person where you couldn't get me to go to somebody else's party because I was afraid to talk to people. And now I'm just like, Hey, I'll host the party. Let's have fun. And, you know, like, Hey, let's start an ammo company. And like, Hey, sure. Let's do a Ted talk. I've got this great thing to share. Why not? And it's like having this incredible transformation is why I wrote the book because I was so jazzed from being able to just go from such a yucky version of myself that I didn't really like to a version of myself that I always wanted to be. And knowing I could be even more and better, the more I stuck with it, I was like, dude, if I could do this and I have ADHD and I'm like wicked stubborn and a pain in my own ass, I feel like other people could do this and maybe people would actually be nice to each other and the world would be better. I mean, this is where like you get to is like as a happy person, happiness is so contagious. You just want to share it with other people. You just like, you feel really good. You know what I mean? You ever like see somebody that like does the whole pay it forward thing at a coffee shop? That person feels happy and it spreads. Other people are like, yeah, man, that's awesome. And it's, it's so good. It's contagious. So I felt like a million bucks and I was just like, damn, I got to write this book and I got to give people like tools so they can do this. And you know, the, the 90 day program is not uh price the same. Cause there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. It's a guided program, whatever, but like the book is literally, it's on my website, a signed copy. You can get it right now for 15 bucks. I'm going to be putting it up to 17 because you know, inflation. Um, but like for $17, you could completely get the blueprints and the instructions to change your thinking and totally rescript your whole life. So instead of being a sad, whiny little victim, you can actually be that Titan with the house you always wanted, with the sex life you always wanted, with the abs you always wanted, and walking around with a shit eating grin on your face. Like, come on, that's so much better. So yeah, that's my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, um, can, can we run through the, the six habits real quick? No, but I'll give you two of them. Okay. Uh, the reason why is because number one, Nobody would buy my book if I gave away all six. Number two, uh, go watch the TED Talk. They're in there. But honestly, I'd rather go in depth a little bit with, um, you know, just one or two of them. So I want to talk to you about intention, which is habit number six. Um, and then I'll tell you how I feel in a minute about the other ones. So intention is awesome because it's it's the clarity around what you want, why you want it, and what you will do and when and how you will do it. It's it's not just like, oh, I, I wish. Screw wishes. Doesn't matter. It's actually putting boots on the ground and doing it incrementally every single day with clarity. Now, you're like, well, how the hell is that a habit? Well, it's a habit because it becomes a lifestyle for you. All of the habits become a lifestyle for you. It becomes something where you really think more consciously with intention about what do I want? Why am I doing this thing? Why am I scrolling through social media for an hour? Am I really voting for the person that I want to become? Not really. I'm actually voting against it. Why would I do that? So intention is really a lot of mindfulness, but also a lot of specific tools. So let's see. 
The other one I want to talk about is acceptance. That's habit number two. Acceptance is the habit that people solidly sit on the struggle bus with. It's actually the habit that people struggle with the most. So a lot of my readers write to me, which brings me so much joy. You have no idea. So if you are listening and you read my book, please write to me because I want to hear from you. Um, but they tell me that acceptance is their biggest area of struggle. I even built a quiz. So if you're not entirely sure, it's on my website. You can take like this in-depth assessment and it'll give you the result. But like what's crazy about it is acceptance is unconditional love of yourself by yourself, right? You unconditionally love you. It's so freaking hard to do that, right? And we're conditioned culturally not to love ourselves. We're shamed into it, right? Oh, look at you and your big ego. Why are you so egocentric? You know, like, oh, you're full of yourself. Mm, yeah. Well, we're going to go ahead and undo that. I want people to learn to love themselves. When you learn to truly, deeply, unconditionally love yourself, you, you do more with yourself. You do more with your life. You take chances because you believe in you. You will exercise because you love yourself, not because you hate yourself. And the, the, the inspiration behind your movements and behind your investments and your well-being is almost as important as what you're doing, why you're doing it affects it. I mean, your cells know the difference. And if you're exercising and your cells are like, we're doing this because we're ashamed, they're going to hang on to the fat longer. It's a fact, look it up. And if you are approaching it from, I love myself at this size. And if I get smaller, that's cool. And if I don't, that's cool too. Your cells respond because they're being loved. Love is a cellular atomic thing. And we need to live in a vibration of love and it's not receiving it from other people. That's nice. Don't get me wrong. Not the point. If you live in a place of high vibe, self love, not ego, because they're very different. You ever notice someone with a big ego versus someone who just exudes lots of calm, quiet confidence. You know, the difference the calm, quiet confidence is the goal to stand your ground when someone is bullying you, to stand your ground when someone is saying, I need you to do this and they're coercing you or pressuring you. Just like, no, that doesn't work for me. Well, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Okay, well, that's your choice. You hold your ground and you feel good about yourself because you don't worry about losing other people's approval because you have your own. That one habit, if you don't do anything else with my book or anything else with my advice, but pay attention to that one thing to learn to unconditionally love yourself and not in an egoistic way, but in a truly like total chi, awesome soul vibration, like just good confidence level, like Dalai Lama kind of level, you get there, nothing will stop you. The five other habits, those are great. You can learn them, but that one will change your life and move mountains more than anything else. I can't believe it's habit number two. I really should have put it as number one or number six, just to really mess with people. <laughs> They're not ranked. I just, you know, wrote about kindness, which is the first habit. I wrote about that one first. We were talking a little bit about your book before we hit record. And um, <clears throat> I admitted that I hadn't finished your book yet, but it's such a phenomenal read. And I would encourage everybody listening to get a copy um, and, and share it because 
I, I mean, what Laura is talking about, uh, it, it's not just changing ourselves. It, I believe it will change the world. If, if people invest in themselves and, and become these sovereign individuals, be world-changing. Um, God, be, thank you. <laughs> That's I, I, like I, the best endorsement. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad be, you're recording this because I'm going to grab the sound bite and be like, here, listen to what he said. Listen to Dave. <laughs> Dave knows. Dave is wise. I, I am. I am. I'm, I'm very wise. <laughs> That's awesome. See, that self-love in action, even if you're giggling. <laughs> so, uh, it's hard-earned wisdom. Uh, the, uh, before we go, I know I know that we got to wrap this up. I wanted to have you talk a little bit about your ammo company, um, some of the inspiration behind it, and and what it is uh, that you're doing to to make the world a better place. I would love to. Um, so first things first, I would like to just direct people. You can find my book on Amazon. It's on Audible as well, narrated by yours truly, or you can get a signed copy at my website, which is thesixhabits.com, T-H-E-S-I-X habits.com. Not the sex habits, the sex habits. It's a number people. <laughs> Maybe I'll write a book about the sex habits. That's a podcast for another day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the second business is uh, Sovereign Ammo. Also that's sovereignammo.com. Um, E-I-G-N, just FYI on that one. Um, we make ammunition, dude. We make nine millimeter um, ammo. And uh, my business partner is my husband. Uh, we have a lot of fun working together. And um, we're all about freedom loving patriots and helping people to restore their, you know, their, their sovereignty and, and all of that stuff. And it's funny, you might be like, Laura, what the hell does personal development and bullets and marketing have to do with each other. Everything. To me, it's obvious. They all have to do with sovereignty. So my first company, financial sovereignty, time sovereignty. My second company, it's about mental and spiritual sovereignty. And my third company is constitutional sovereignty. To me, it's a big duh, but you know, um, we have so much fun. I love working with my husband. He is, oh, he's a firecracker. And he's like the, the most anal retentive bullet dude. Like he, he's the one that does all the operations. I do not do that. I like to do the marketing and the business side right now we're doing fundraising and we're looking to raise $400,000 to take our business to the next level. So, you know, hit me up if you're interested, but, um, it is an awesome company. My LinkedIn, uh, community is growing by the day and uh, actually by the hour, which is insane. And people are coming out of the woodwork because they're just so desperate to be free and they're so tired of being silenced and censored and I'm a big mouth and I love openly and you can disagree with me and I'm going to love you whether you like it or not and uh I wish the feeling were returned but it's not and yeah I I really don't believe that our country is headed in a good direction and people need to be able to protect themselves protect their families and they need to do it with quality ammunition that will perform correctly when you need it to you can't take risks with your life and that's why we started our company so we could protect ourselves first and then it was like oh duh let's turn this into a company obviously so here we are sovereignimo <laughs> awesome awesome Laura, thank you so much. Uh, I will have links to your websites and to your LinkedIn profile uh, in the show notes. 
So everybody listening, check out our websites, check out Sovereign Ammo, check out The Six Habits, get a copy of your book, of, of Laura's book. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Tell people to listen to this episode. Uh, oh, like, I will. And- I'm going to post it on my LinkedIn and my whole damn audience can see it. Uh, well i'm talking to the people listening they need to share it like subscribe and share this interview um, yes because yeah the more people that hear it the better and and, absolutely yeah thank you so much Thanks for having me as your guest this has been a load of fun um i appreciate you uh liking my book and endorsing it so much thank you for that i can't wait for you to finish the book and i know you will (laughs) thanks again dave this has been fun Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of From Embers to Excellence. Please visit hollenbachleadership.com for additional content. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review.